Okay. Uh, you know, that song they just sang, I, that is one of my favorite songs. I love that song because that, that, that song has such a message to it. And if we'll stop and think about it, where God says that God on the mountain, he's still God in the valley. So whether you're going, whether you're on that mountaintop, you know, that's a great place to be. Your faith is always high. And you're happy, but when you get down in that valley, it's kind of a low time, but he's still the same God that in that valley that he was on that mountain. He still loves you the same, and he still cares about you. And sometimes it's the valleys that he'll put us in to test our faith. It's what I say. But, you know, that's, when, that's how you can test your faith. When you, when you get down in that valley, are you still trusting God the same way as you did when you was on the mountain? And that's what God wants us to do. And too, you know, in the, in, in, in the book of Malachi, in the third chapter over there, it says, For God said, For I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Anyway, he says, For I am the Lord God, and I change not. He's not wishy-washy. He's not one God one day and some other God the next day. He's, he's the same God continually. And... Uh, he loves us, and he wants us to, to enjoy everything and to have a good life and to be blessed and in good health. And uh, matter of fact, tonight I'm going to look at, in, over in the book of Psalms, and I'm going to—I've entitled this. And, and, and when I started singing that song, it kind of fits with what I've got here. And the title of my message is "Be Still and Know That I Am God." Sometimes we get in rushes and we get in things and we forget about who God is. We don't think about God. And, but here in this Psalms, in, here it says, in Psalms 4610, I'm going to read this, this, this verse here. It says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen, He's going to be exalted among all the unbelievers. One day, it says, for one day every knee shall bow and, and, and call him God, to call him Lord. And uh, it says, and I will be exalted in the earth. God will be exalted. Everybody is going to know God, who God is, and they're going to be wondering, why didn't I believe when I was told about God? And... Uh, but, you know, this Psalms was written during a time when, it, when Ju Jerusalem and Judah were really in a bad spot. The psalmist wrote this, and it's, like I said, it was, a, it, it was in a time when there was an army, an Assyrian army that was coming against Jerusalem. Now, it, it, it was a large army. It was a powerful army. And this was, they had already captured Jerusalem. Judah is just outside of Jerusalem. Judah was very small. The king there, was a, he was a king named Hezekiah. And Hezekiah was a godly king. 
he he believed in the, in the Lord God. He served the Lord God. He prayed, and uh, but uh, whenever he heard that 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 uh, this Assyrian army was fixing to attack, Hezekiah, he did something. He started praying. He said, Lord, you're gonna have to help us, Lord. We cannot handle this on our own, and and. and they knew that if God didn't step in, that Judah would be captured and Jerusalem would be destroyed. Not knowing what else to do, like I said, King Hezekiah, being a godly king, he prayed to God. And I'm going to read his prayer to you. It's in 2 Kings uh, chapter 19. And I'm going to read verse 15 and verse 19 and just tie these together. It says, this is, this is Hezekiah's praying to, to God. He says, You are God and you alone. All the kingdoms of the earth, we know you're God and you alone are God. You have made heaven and you have made earth. And now he goes down, I'm going to look at 19. He says, And now, therefore, O Lord, our God, I pray that you will save us and that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are God and only you. There is no other God other than you. You are our only, you are the only God. And we're calling upon you to step in, to help us, to save us. Lord God, we are your people. And uh, God heard Hezekiah's prayer. God heard that prayer. And he stepped in. And... Uh, he did something that only God could do. That night, God sent the angel of the Lord in among the Assyrian troops. That night, one angel destroyed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers that was coming against his people. You know, I don't know if y'all have ever heard this or not, but many theologians believe that the in the Bible, and you, you hear more about the, <clears throat> the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, but they believe that the angel of the Lord was actually the Lord Jesus Christ before he became man, before he became human over in the New, in, in the New Testament. But many people believe that they, that. The angel of the Lord was Jesus Christ himself. and But the angel of the Lord came and he walked among that Assyrian army. And he destroyed by himself 185,000 troops. He wiped out nearly the whole army. And that, that, that leader of the Assyrian army, his name was Sennacherib, he woke up that morning stepped out of his tent and looked around. Dead soldiers were laying everywhere. Sennacherib and uh, what few people were left, they went back to Syria. They never even tried to do anything else there among God's people. They left. And they said that they never came back. They never bothered Israel again. And uh, so that just goes to show 
that when we call upon God, what he's capable of doing and what he will do. Uh, and so, and here, like I said, he destroyed 185,000 soldiers. Now, now the, uh, Psalms 46 was written as a way of showing and celebrating God's great victory. They wanted to give God praise, and they wanted to give God glory. And they wrote this Psalms, and, and, but two, in this Psalms, there's three promises. There's three promises in this Psalms. And we ourselves, we sang, I heard them singing a song out there earlier, Standing on the Promises of God. That's a beautiful song. How many of us have got certain promises in God's Word that when things come against us, that you'll stand on? You'll quote that scripture to God. God, now you said that when I pass through the rivers, they will not overflow me. When I go through the storms, they will not destroy me. When I walk through the fire, I will not be burned because I am your child and your hand is up on me. See, God made Israel this promise that if they would walk with him, honor him, serve him, obey him, Israel was one of the most blessed nations there ever has been or ever will be. And you know, God is still, even though Israel is not where they should be with God yet, just like they wasn't back then. You know, many times, God had to put them in captivity. He had to punish them because of their disobedience. And they're still doing this today. But God is still blessing them. Israel is one of the most blessed nations in the world. And God's hand of protection is still up on them. I don't know if y'all remember or not, here or a few years ago, they had what they called that seven-day war. enemy was coming against Israel. Israel wiped them out in just a few days, seven days. And so many different things happened, you know that God's hand was in it. There was one situation there where there, the enemy was up there in the Golan Heights. They was up there, they was on a big mountain overlooking Israel. They had all these big guns pointed toward Israel. They was ready to fire, they was ready to destroy Israel. And this has been documented and it's been proved. When they went to fire those guns, those guns would not fire. They wouldn't shoot. And the Israelite soldiers captured the Golden Heights and all those soldiers and those guns. After they'd captured them, they took and pointed those guns away from Israel and every one of those guns fired. But they would not fire while they was pointed toward Israel. So do y'all think God's hand is still not up on Israel? And, up on, uh, and they, those are God's chosen people. And if we really think about it, we also are God's chosen people, the Christian, that loves him, honors him, and serves him. He loves you as much as he does his people, the Israelites. And he'll do for you what he'll do for them. God is not a respecter of persons. I've said that before. The Bible tells us this. What God does for one, he'll do for another. So when we put our faith and our promises in God, trust God, you're going to see things take place and you're going to see things happen in your life. I've seen, you know, I'm not bragging or nothing about anything, but sometimes, like I've told y'all before, when I've gone to the hospitals, I've seen miracles. I've seen things take place in that hospital that I know it had to be God. God's hand, 
was there. God was walking in those hospital rooms. He was he's walking up and down them halls. God was there on a mission. He was there to heal. And I've seen that happen. And there's a number of you in here that you've been under the hand of God and you've been healed. And you know it was God. There's no other way. We ought to just be falling on our faces, thanking God, loving on God, believing in God, trusting in God. And when we pray to God and know, God, I'm thanking you right now before I ever see it. I'm thanking you that you're answering my prayer. That's kind of what Hezekiah did here. He was praying, and then when his Psalms was wrote, it was a Psalms wrote thanking God for what he had done. And we're going to look at here, like I said, there's three promises in this Psalms. And uh, I'm going to read here uh, Psalms 46, verses 1 through 3. This is a promise of God's protection. It says, it says, God is our refuge, our strength, a very present help in trouble. When we call on God and we belong to God, start praying, start trusting God, start thanking Him that He has already shown up and that His hand is on you. And then he goes on and says, Therefore we will not fear. You know, that right there ought to tell us that we need to get rid of fear when it comes into our life. And the devil's going to hit you with it. That's one of his tactics. That's one of the things he uses to try to get to you and to scare you and to turn you away from faith is fear. Even though that the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, it don't make any difference. Though the waters roar and trouble, though the mountains shake with its swelling, you're God and I belong to you. I don't have to worry about these things because I am walking with you. And it's a, you know, we know a refuge is a place of safety, it's a place of protection. See, Hezekiah found strength and protection in God. He knew who God was. He knew what God could do. I hope we know what God can do and that we'll call upon him and we'll make him our protection. We'll make him our refuge when things go wrong. And hey, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have problems. You're going to have things come against you. Well, Bill, how do you know that? Because Jesus told us we would. Like on a Sunday, I told you all there that Jesus said, you will have tribulation in your life as you walk through God. He's talking to the disciples. He's talking to the Christian. Because the devil's going to come against you harder than he ever has simply because you said yes to God. And he wants to turn you away from God. So he's going to come after you. But God says, hey, you will have the tribulation. I had the tribulation, but I overcame the tribulation. If you're in me, you also will overcome any tribulation that comes to you. So we have to just count on that. We have to sort of just, God, I thank you. You said I'm an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. You know, you're more than a conqueror. That's what the Bible tells us. I can do all things through God who gives me strength. We can all overcome whatever comes against us simply by trusting and having faith in God and trusting Him to have His hand on us and to guide us through the things that come against us. And so, you know, regardless of what we may go through, God is with us. God on the mountain, he's still God in the valley. And uh, it just, it just, we just have to put our trust in God. 
and, and just know that he is our refuge, he's our protection. Put our faith in God, and God will honor that faith. We have another promise of God's presence with us. God's going to walk with us. You know, even David, he wrote Psalms 23. Well, he wrote many other ones too. But he knew God's presence with him. You know when he wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He knew God was walking with him. He knew that he wasn't going through that valley alone. Even when we go through the valleys, you're not going through the valley alone. You've got God walking with you. His, his rod and his staff, they are comforting him. They're with you. And, uh, and like I said, even though the Syrian army had captured the city of Jerusalem, now they did take Jerusalem, leaving Hezekiah and his people with very little hope. They said, man, if they, if they can take Jerusalem, they can take us. So we better trust and we better call upon our God. And uh, the Lord spoke to Hezekiah and promised. Now listen here, God made Hezekiah a promise. He promised that the city of Judah where he was king, would be secure because his presence would be with them. He said, they're not going to come into your city. My presence is with you. I will not allow them to come in here. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to read you something here. I'm going to read you a scripture here. And we find this promise that God made Hezekiah here in 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 32 through 34. It says, Therefore thus says the Lord, concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come in to this city. Judah, he shall not enter this city. Nor shoot an arrow. He's not even going to shoot an arrow into that city. Nor come before it with a shield. Nor cast a bank against it. He said, cast a bank. He said, he said they will not even cast or come in with an attack against this city. Our presence is with you. You're not even going to know that they're around you. And, and then here in verse 33, it says, By the way he came, talking about Sennacherib, by the same way he shall return and shall not come into this city, says the Lord. See, he didn't even come into that city. He woke up that morning, he had 185,000 soldiers laying dead out there. Now, I'll tell you what, if I was attacking somebody, I got up that morning, I had 185,000 soldiers laying dead out there. I'd be going back. I would, I'd be getting out of that place. And that's exactly what Sennacherib did. It says, and then God says, For I will defend this city and save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. He said, I'm going to protect this city. This city is my, is my servant's city. It's my city. You are my people. You have called upon me. You have asked me to help you, to protect you, to walk with you, to, to be with you. That's exactly what I'm going to do. You put your faith in me, and I'll show you what your faith can do. And that's exactly what God did. Not one soldier entered that city. Not an arrow was shot into that city. No attack came to that city. That city was secured by the power of God because Hezekiah was a godly king. When he prayed, 
He believed what he prayed, and he accepted that. He didn't, you know, even even Hezekiah didn't even get nervous. After he had prayed, he knew what God would do. He knew that God, protection, would be with him. And uh, in celebration of God's promises to the people, the psalmist wrote something. And it's still, it's in Psalms 46 still. The psalmist was paying honor and tribute to God. It says, he, he, he was just celebrating God's a, a, a presence and, and his assurance that everything was going to be okay. It said, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. The city of God is, is, is Judah or Jerusalem. The holy place, the tabernacle of the Most High. This is where God lives. He's got a tabernacle. Tabernacle means to be with the people. I, will, I shall tabernacle. I shall, my presence shall be here. And God is in the midst of here. He's in the middle. He's right there with them. And she shall not be, talking about the city, and she shall not be moved. She shall not be overcome. She shall not be attacked. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. When that Sennacherib got up that morning, the sun was just coming up. The dawn was breaking. He steps out there. He has no soldiers. They're all dead. He said, and the nations raised. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The God of Jacob. Jacob really means Israel. Jacob, whenever he wrestled with God one night, and he, he was wanting God to bless him. That's a good scripture. It's, it's, it's a good sermon. But, but Jacob began to wrestle with God. And as the day was breaking, this took place about midnight, this wrestling match between God and Jacob. Now, God was letting Jacob win. There ain't no way that Jacob could have, could have, could have defeated God. But that, that wrestling match went on till the break of dawn. Finally, God says, Jacob, let me go. The dawn is breaking. And Jacob was still right here. I will not let you go until you bless me. God, I'm going to hold on to you till you bless me. And God said, what is your name? He said, Jacob. Now, God knew what his name was. Jacob means liar, conniver, deceiver. And that's what Jacob was back in that time. And God looks at him and says, your name is no longer Jacob. Your name is now Israel. So God named Jacob Israel. Until when you see that, that name Jacob in the Bible, he's referring to Israel, his city. And... uh so they celebrated about all that God had done. And finally, God's promise of his peace. You know, that's a great promise. God has even promised us, if you'll walk with me, trust in me, I will put peace into your heart. I will bring you peace. Peace that passes all understanding. You won't even be able to understand why you feel so peaceful and so at rest. I'm going to tell you right now, it's because I placed it there. You're my child. 
You belong to me. I put that peace in your heart. So just know that my presence is with you. Wherever you go, whatever you do, my presence is with you. And uh, finally, the Lord said to his people, now, now we're going to look here in ver in the, at, the la at the last of it. It says Psalms 46, 8 through 11. This is what we're talking about. It says, and the psalmist wrote, Be still and know that I am God. Okay, be still. And how many of us, when things start going wrong and we get all agitated, start running around, we start doubting and this and that. He said, sit still, be still, accept my peace in your heart and know that I am God and I am with you. You don't have nothing to fear. You don't have nothing to worry about. Just be still and know that I am the Lord God and my presence is with you. Be still and know I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. Every nation is going to look up and lift up God. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. God's with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The God of Israel is our refuge. That's our hiding place. That's our safety. You know, every one of us ought to be able to look to God and say, God, you are my refuge. You're my safety. When things going to start happening to me, God, I'm running to you. I'm not running to the neighbor. I'm not picking up the telephone and calling something. Lord, I'm coming direct and straight to you in prayer. And I'm going to ask you, God, I'm just going to pray what's on my heart and what I need at this time. You know, God already knows what's on your heart. He knows what you need. But he wants you to come to him. You're his child. He wants you to come to him like you would your father. Sit down. Talk with him. And God wants to take that time to fellowship with us. So God here, in his words, in his scripture, he's telling us, do not fear. You know, I don't know if this is true or not. I've never counted it. But they say the word fear, do not fear, do not be afraid, or so forth like that, is in the Bible 365 times. One for every day of the year. Every day. There's that many, do not fear, do not be afraid, do not be frightened, is 365. So God said, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a promise for every day of, of the year. Repeat it. Do not fear, for I am with you. Just know that's what God's telling you. But do not fear or worry. You know, when you're worrying that you're really in fear, when you're worrying, you're not really having faith in God. You're letting the worry take over. Worry will take away faith. And faith will take away worry. They said, rather have faith. God said, do not fear, do not worry, but rather have faith in my power, my presence, and my promise to help you. Remember who I am. I'm all-powerful. There's nothing impossible for me. I can do all things... I can meet any need you have. I can take away any problems. I can defeat any problem that comes against you. Have faith 
and trust in me. Come to me with faith and trust. He says, do not worry or fear. Rather, have faith in my power and my presence and have faith in my promise to help you. Keep that faith in God's promise. I will be there. I will be there when you need me. And in closing, just one last thing. God always keeps his promise. Every promise that God has ever made, God has kept. God will not go back on any promise he has made. If he did, that would make God a liar. And God cannot lie. Do you realize that God has to live by his own standards? He cannot sin. He cannot lie as a sin. What do you mean lie? In a little while, all lie is a sin. Over in the book of Revelation, it says, and all liars will have their place in the lake of fire. So God's saying lying is a sin, and God cannot lie. So what promises God has made, God must keep. And he will. So when things start going bad, or, 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 or not good for you, Go to your Bible, find you some scriptures that meet the need that you're going through. When you're going through problems, come to God. God, you said you are a God and you change not. God, you said I don't have to worry. I don't have to fret. But I can trust in you and your word and everything's going to be all right. Trust and believe God's word. Trust in him. And I'm going to tell you what, your life's going to go so much smoother that you just have to have faith. Faith sometimes can be hard to have. Why? Because Satan is just going to try to do more and more and more to make you doubt, to make you worry, and to make you not trust God. For Satan only came but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his main job. That's what he's here for. And he'll do whatever he has to to do that, to separate you from an almighty and an all-powerful God. Because call upon God and say, God, be with me through this. My faith is in you. I trust you. I'm not listening to these lies that the devil says and is telling me. You know, the Bible also says that Satan is the father of all lies and the truth is not in him. So every time Satan says something, just believe it's a lie. Because it is. So put your faith and your trust in God. Trust in God. And see what happens. You're going to come through this life in a great, in a great frame of mind. You're going to trust God. So just put your faith where God says put it, and that's in Him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises, Lord. Lord, dear, you do everything you can to make us realize you are the Lord God. And, Lord, you change not. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, what you say you'll do, you will do. Lord, your promises are your promises. We can stand on them, we can believe it, and we can put, keep it and put it in our hearts. So, Lord, we just thank you that you're an almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing God. There's not anything that you don't know. 
So, Lord, you see things that we don't see. You see things coming our way that we don't see. So, Lord, these things that come against your people, those here tonight, Lord, if there's things coming against them, Lord, please just block them and don't let them get to them. Let them receive you as their refuge, as their hiding place, as their shelter. And, Lord, let them trust in you. So, Lord, we thank you for your word and for your promises. And those that are here tonight, Lord, just ask you to just put your hedge of protection around them, be with them, walk with them. And, Lord, just let them feel your presence and let them know in their heart and in their spirit that you are God. Lord, just let us stand still and know beyond any doubt that you are God. And, Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.